Hello, and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. We are your hosts, Michaela and Kate. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 33 of the PNW Showdown. Thanks for tuning in and being here today yeah. or tomorrow or whatever day you're technically listening to this. Right. It could be like three weeks. Who knows? A it year could from be now. a year from now. Welcome, future listeners. That being said, <laughs> you know, there's some really exciting news that we're excited to share with you all. Yeah, it's true. Some of you know that we are working on providing you all with mm-hmm. a lot more content for Pacific Northwest Seattle sports mm-hmm. news. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that we are building and creating currently yes. under yeah. construction. Yes, very much under development. A new website. Mm-hmm. And that website allows us to write our own articles and blogs. True. And to still share our, you know, podcast information and mm-hmm. links to listen to the podcast. So as we're building that out. Mm-hmm. You know, you might find random things changing on the website. I mean, it could be the next day. It's different. It could be an hour and a half later. It's different. It's almost like a scavenger hunt, you know, or some sort of, uh, I don't know. It's like, basically, it's like a choose your own adventure. Like when you want to go see it and like what it could look like. It could be the same, but, you know, as we're trying to make sure it's user friendly and Mm -hmm. is appealing and you guys want to go on there to read the articles that we write and to see what's up coming up next. Sure. You know, we want to make sure it's appealing to you all. So feedback is always welcome. Also, yeah, I mean, because we're trying to now also learn this platform and how to do everything. And things have changed since the last time I was blogging. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. And the other piece is that we do want to provide you all with more video content. Yeah. We know that video content really helps you feel engaged and connected to the Mm -hmm. person that you're wanting to listen to. And although we might not put the podcasts uh, as like a video feed, sure, sure, we might do some really fun clips between Kate and I, and you'll kind of get to see, you it know, into our lives. It could be that we're telling each other da- dad jokes and seeing who laughs first. Sure, you never sure. know what kind of stuff that we'll come up with. And yeah, it's that's a good. Point. You could you could at us and say, hey, we want you to try this challenge. Maybe we'll do that for you. That is giving people a lot of power. So I said maybe. <laughs> I did not say we will. It I said at our maybe discretion. At our which discretion. things we will uh, do there. But um, yeah. All right. Well, Try we know why things. all of you are here, and it's because that you love Seattle sports. You love hearing about what's happening in, yeah. for Seattle professional sports teams. So let's go jump over to the showdown lowdown. Let's do it. It is time for the showdown lowdown. The showdown lowdown. Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, Does that a, not work here? That's a, that's a, a different, different jingle. That's a different one. Gotcha. But also a good one. Also a good one. Welcome to the showdown lowdown where we discuss the Seattle sports news and updates. And Kate is going to kick us off with the Seattle Seawolves. I sure am, Michaela. Thanks for that. So um, things are a little quiet right now over on the U.S. MLR front. Well, that is until the honor of Rookie of the Year was announced earlier this week as being the Seawolves' own Tevetti Lopetti. So Lopetti was drafted third overall in the 2021 draft and made huge waves this season for the Seawolves, playing in 15 of 16 games and scoring five tries as well as 142 tackles. Wow. What? So with the MLR season being over, Lopetti is now playing with the USA Eagles 
along with Martin Yosefo and Samu Manoa. So we definitely, you know, wish all of them luck as they have one more chance to try to qualify for the Rugby World Cup for 2023 later on this season. Good luck so, to them. Yeah, pretty exciting there. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And we did get our season tickets. We did. We have we have for twenty season tickets. Twenty three. Yeah, we sure do this time. They're very affordable in this in the realm of purchasing season tickets yeah. for yeah. home games. Please check it out. If even if you haven't watched rugby before, yeah, it's really fun. It will suck you in. Mm-hmm. It will steal your heart. Like I think we one hundred percent fell in love with rugby this I'm, year. I'm, I'm, I really love it a lot. I'm super excited for next season. And honestly, like Michaela was saying, it is really affordable. I mean, I think the season tickets that we got for the two of us for the full Seawolves season for home games was like the same price as two games for us to go to the Kraken mm-hmm. up in like, you know, the back. So, right. um, you know, with all those fees and everything that Ticketmaster likes to add on, but really affordable, great prices. If you don't want to do season tickets, definitely at least go to like a bunch of matches or at least one, if you've never been to any, but again, that season's coming up later in the February, March-ish timeframe for 2023. 2023. So we'll definitely keep you updated on when that gets closer. So, you know, you need to jump on it. Awesome. Michaela, speaking of seasons, let's head on over to, uh, the rain. The OL Reign. All right. They are currently sixth in the overall NWSL standings with a record of 4-3-5. Nice. They are on the road after having their last three matches at home. And we did go to one of those matches. And Mm -hmm. that was, first of all, it was very hot. Why was 75 degrees feeling like it was like 90? And how did I get sunburned? Like, that was what I wanted to know. We had gotten these storm OL rain yeah, scarves. Yeah, the rainstorm that, scarves. Exactly. And we're sitting out there along with everybody else on the side where the sun is just beaming down. Yeah. And we're, like, trying to use the scarves to cover our arms. Yep. And, yeah, it's, like, really hot out. So we eventually did. We kind of moved up to some other. Moved to where some shade was. a little shadier, but. Yes. It was it was hot for being that not that hot. It was strange, but anyway, we live in Washington. The game we're not, was fun. We're not used to that kind of. We're not used to heat. Let's I be guess honest. Not, or at least not sunshine. We like woke that. up with some gray skies this morning, and although it looks nice now, yeah, that was not the what we woke up to either. So it's a good point. Back to the OL rain. Back to soccer. Currently, all of their losses have happened while being away and on the road, mm-hmm. but they are still undefeated at Lumen Field. So that's there's something to be said about them playing at home yeah. versus them being away on the road. Yeah. So at their last away um, or at their last match against the Portland Thorns, mm-hmm. they had their highest standalone club attendance record of 9,032 people. People are starting to show up for it's women's pretty sports. Cool. It's awesome. Yeah. And that game That's also... That's the game we were at. Yeah. That game also marked the halfway point in the season. So at this point, there are some fun facts to report on. And there are currently three players who have played in every game this season. Can you guess who those three players are? I definitely can. One of our <laughs> special guests that we had on yes, Allie, earlier this year. Allie Watt. Allie Watt. Allie Watt. Bethany Balser. Mm-hmm. And Fallon Tulis Choice, which of makes course. sense. She's our goalkeeper. Yep. So those three players have played in every game this season. And one of those players has played every minute of every game this season. <laughs> yes. It might be clear who that one would be. Probably. Of those three. Yes. It's it's Fallon. It's yeah. Fallon. <laughs> right. 
So Fallon has an amazing 41 saves so far this season, which is the most by any goalkeeper in the NWSL. In their match yesterday against Kansas City, the OL Reign started out strong, but once Kansas City scored a goal from a penalty kick, mm. the trajectory of the game changed. Yeah. The OL Reign had a, had a few times that they could have scored, but it just never worked out in their mm -hmm. favor. So this was their first loss in about a month, mm. which is great. Yeah, great. They're also down a lot of players who are playing for our national teams or, or their or national the, yeah. teams. Mm -hmm. True. So they're, that's an important note. Mm -hmm. um, so their next match will be in LA where they will meet up with Angel City FC on July 30th at 730. And yeah. that will be streamed on Paramount paramount plus which is pretty cool and megan rapino will be back except that she doesn't actually apparently get to play in that game because she got a red card in a previous in her last nwsl match before she went to nationals team so she actually won't be playing in that match but she is uh she is able to uh to be back eventually there so that's good all right so i'm gonna just uh head on over slide on over maybe to the kraken a little ice reference in there no yeah no all right anyway so for the Kraken, the draft took place on July 7th and 8th mm -hmm. um, for the NHL. And the Kraken drafted 11 players. And from what we can tell, it sounds like they made many uh, great choices, with the most notable being center Shane Wright, who many thought would actually be first overall, but was still available at fourth when the Kraken just scooped him sure. right up. Yep. And so I kind of do love the poetry of this, of like Shane Wright being selected fourth in Montreal when Kraken GM Ron Francis was also Lex, also selected fourth in Montreal back in uh, 1981, I believe. So that's kind of fun how that, that is fun. works out. That's it's a fun like, little fact. A little full circle sort of thing. There we go. And uh, so they 10 more players were added to the team as well to give a total of like eight new forwards, two defense, and one goaltender. Um, development camp happened last week where the newly drafted players got to show what they've got over at the Kraken Community Iceplex there. And in front of full crowds, the ones that they opened up for, for viewing, people were at, and there were lines to get in and all that kind of stuff. So um, the Kraken also have added more contracts for some current NHL players with mm -hmm. free agency opening yep. up. So there was a lot of uh, movement lot of, there. A lot happening. Uh, Twitter was just a buzz with all of that. And so we'll kind of have to see how everything shakes out ahead of the season to see who will be on the active team roster and maybe who will be elsewhere. Um, that being said, the Coachella Valley Firebirds, the Kraken's AHL team, um, are beginning to sign players as well. And they also signed Jessica Campbell as the assistant coach, making her the first woman in the AHL to hold that position. And so that's pretty dope. That's also. amazing. I know it's pretty exciting. So congrats to her on holding that awesome position. Yes. If you're into AHL hockey, um, I know the team store over at KCI, the Kraken Community Iceplex, has gotten in some of the Firebirds um, merch and they stuff have. like that. And it's, I mean, their logo is it's pretty, pretty dope. sweet. I mean, that Firebird is pretty dope. And then their alternate logo of like the palm tree. I it's love that pretty. too. It's really nice. So we don't get to see palm trees in Washington. And if we do, it, I mean, they look a little out of place there. They People do look a little bit out of place. Stuff, but but okay. I do enjoy a good palm tree. So to kind of wrap up this brief and fast overview of all the stuff with the Kraken, um, it's also worth noting that next season's Kraken schedule has been released as well as single game tickets. If you haven't grabbed some, you can go check it out. Michaela and I got tickets for a couple games. I invested our tiny fortune in that. And uh, 
<laughs> due to some Ticketmaster issues, uh, which issues, many of us which are familiar with, was also a whole thing on Twitter when that happened. But um, but that's okay. So, but Kraken's games, there are a ton of them, so you'll have plenty of opportunities, hopefully, to be able to get to get to one or a few, yes. or just watch on TV. Absolutely. The Seattle Mariners have made MLB history. It's crazy. After securing a four-game sweep against the Texas Rangers yesterday. Yeah. And get this. What? 14 straight games. Sorry, so this what? is this is the MLB history part, right? Okay. No team in MLB history has done a 14 consecutive win. Yeah. Leading into the All-Star break. Well, that's impressive. Which, by the way, we are currently in the, in the All-Star break. Yes. It is that week. It is indeed. So um, over the last 14 games, the Mariners have had a run differential of plus 37. Wow. And in seven of the last 14 games, the Mariners only won by one run. So that means the other seven games, it was like a there's a substantial, of, a of like 30, a points. bigger gap. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. So the Mariners have found ways to win at the plate on the bases and on the mound to close out those games, which to be honest, it's those one-run games that you have to find success in, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to somehow manage to pull that out. Yeah. And they're on the winning side of those games. At That's a huge difference maker. Loving that. So finding success in those high-pressure moments requires trust in one another, mm -hmm. a great game plan, and to be aggressive in all facets of the game. Sure. So, for instance, the other night, I think it was our 13th consecutive win. Mm -hmm. J.P. Crawford was able to hit... In extra innings, he hit Sam Haggerty home, but mm -hmm. part of the trust from Scott Surveys was that Sam Haggerty, before going into that inning, he knew he was going to be placed at second. Yeah. In extra innings, they always have a runner start on second. Sure. Haggerty has been, number one, incredibly impressive the way he's shown up okay. and how they've had him play. Yeah. He's also very, very fast. Yeah. Haggerty knew, he said, I can steal third. This is mm -hmm. leading into the 10th. Sure. Scott was like, if you can, do it. Yeah. Like, don't hesitate. If you think you can do it, do it. Don't yeah. don't play scared. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's part of that trust component, the mm -hmm. being aggressive component. That's how you win games. Totally. Right. And so, you know, the Mariners' success goes beyond the 14 consecutive wins. In the last 25 games, the Mariners are 22 and three. It's crazy. This should be highlighted just as much as the 14 consecutive wins. With a record of 51 and 42 heading into the break, they've managed to find themselves in second, in second place in the AL wildcard race. That's awesome. So that kind of leaves us. I think we're still like nine, nine and a half games back from the Astros mm -hmm. who are at the top mm -hmm. of our division in the AL West. Sure. We play them when we come back starting on Friday from the All-Star break. Yep. That Friday game is already sold out. Yeah. Can you believe that? Well, yeah, of course. People like totally want to get in on this. Well, it's like hot and fun and all that kind of stuff. Well, we want to like continue to win. The, yeah, it's like the end of the season last year where everybody started showing up when they were doing so well. And it just it really motivates the team. I think it really gives them that extra energy. So yeah, hopefully that helps. And, you know, as I said, we're in the All-Star break for our 2022 All-Stars, rookie Julio Rodriguez and Ty France. Loving it. They have a game to play here yeah. tomorrow for the All-Star game. And yeah. tonight here at five, which... It's probably already done by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> sure. Julio Rodriguez is participating in the Home Run Derby. So I hope you didn't miss that. We're really excited to watch. I got my yeah. Julio Rodriguez all-star jersey on right now. Totally. Totally repping him. I want him to win. Yeah. Let's go. 
um, just love having that representation at the Home Run Derby. So cool. again, it's for and for being a rookie too. That makes it pretty exciting and special. A hundred percent. So for tomorrow's game for the All-Star game, mm-hmm. that game will be at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Okay. And it will be on Fox. Nice. Yep. So pretty easily accessible. It is. All right. Well, um, you know, other things happening over there with uh, the let's go to the Seattle Sounders. I think that's I think that's a good place to go now. Is it? So, well, I mean, you got to get you got to go there eventually, I guess. So, you know, things were going pretty all right for the Sounders. And then, you know, they had climbed back up to fourth place in the Western Conference standings and, and they'd been winning some more. And then they were playing the Portland Timbers on July 9th. So their biggest rival and the game where the new CONCACAF champions banner was unveiled at that same game. Mm-hmm. And so some fans are saying that that was a combination that was asking for trouble. And honestly, it seems like those fans might actually be pretty correct about that because after losing that match, uh, zero to three, they have also lost their last two matches against Nashville FC, SC and Chicago fire FC, both with scores of, you know, uh, one to zero. So mm-hmm. meaning that the Sounders had zero for both those games. Right. So at this point, the Sounders have fallen to eighth place in the Western Conference uh, with a record of 8, 10, and 2, and 26 points. And this position puts them out of the realm of playoffs at this point because, I mean, it's it's middle of the season kind of, but, but seven and above, positions seven and above sure. for each conference um, are, playoffs, are playoff bound at least. So um, they still got about 14 more regular season matches and for them to try to kind of remedy the situation that they find themselves in and their next match is on July 23rd at Lumen Field against the Colorado Rapids. So the Sounders have fallen to the Rapids on two of their last three meetups this season. So will they be able to kind of tie that up on Saturday and 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 pull out a win? So, I mean, let's hope let's so. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's hope for the best. So maybe we should go to a team that's maybe winning. Doing a little bit better than that. So for the Seattle Storm. Okay. Yeah. They are winners. They're they're doing better. Than are you ready to take cover? Ooh. Let me All grab right. my umbrella. So as the end of the WNBA regular season is fast approaching, mm-hmm. tickets are becoming kind of harder to get. Harder to get, right? Yeah. Because it is gonna be Sue Bird's final three games at home. It's true. So those games take place on Sunday, July 24th, yep. Wednesday, August 3rd, and Sunday, August 7th. Do not wait to purchase your tickets to watch Sue Bird's final flight on the court during the regular season. Yeah. The Storm currently holds a record of 17-8, and eight, or only one game back from the Western Conference first place team, the Las Vegas Aces. Mm. And guess who they play for their last home game? The Las, the Las Vegas, Vegas Aces. Aces. <laughs> yes. So there are, of course they do. <laughs> of course. There are only 36 games in the WNBA season in the top eight teams with the highest winning percentage, regardless of conference. Yeah. Will go on to compete in the playoffs. So with 11 games left to play in the season, the storm have positioned themselves in a good place to yeah. make those playoffs during Sue Bird's final year. It's amazing. The final third of the season would have to really take a drastic turn for multiple teams to shake up. Who is on the trajectory to make the playoffs? Okay. So the Storm need to focus on staying consistent at this point on the court, and they need to utilize their team chemistry, experience, and poise to finish strong, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. at their game yesterday, they did phenomenally. 
Yeah. And, you know, the Storm is a championship caliber, caliber team. And how special would it be? Just can you envision this for me? How yeah, special um, would it be? Let me, let me envision it. I'm ready. To see Sue Bird win another championship title. I mean, I would not be mad about it. I would not be mad Nobody in any way. Nobody should be mad about it. It would be like a great, a great If fight. I was a team going up against a Storm in a championship game like, and then the Storm won, yeah. I'd be like crying tears of happiness for them. I mean, that would, yeah, I, I can, I mean. Maybe. Specifically for Sue Bird. I mean, yeah. Maybe. And I think I think that would be the case for sure. I hope so. People seem to people seem to respect her and like her a lot. Yeah. So, so here's what I gotta say. Okay. Get your tickets now. Yeah. Especially for that last home game. That last home game, the bottom from what I heard, it's the, gonna be a game the, to watch. The bottom of the the like the bowl thing was already sold out, so they they were doing an upper level ticket still for yeah. that. So August snag 7th. snag those August seventh tickets if you still can, regardless of whether you've been to a WNBA game or not before. Just go. It's part of it's legit part of history at this point. It's like amazing. you gotta show up, you gotta be there, you it's gotta so you gotta celebrate Subert's final game yes. for the Seattle Storm in the regular season. Yes. So go storm. Go storm. Welcome to Kate's Corner. All right. Well, um, today I'm over here in my little corner basking in the glow of the birthday of one of my favorite things, Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. I don't know if you know out there, but July 17th was Disneyland's 67th birthday or anniversary. Disneyland do it. has the yeah. same birthday as one of my family members who I won't actually. Oh, that's disclose. a good point. Yes, it does. It does mm -hmm. indeed. Um, so you know, if you didn't know about that, now you do. Opened in 1955. Amazing, lovely, wonderful. My favorite place. Magical probably. place. My favorite place probably ever. Um, so, you know, if you know me in real life, you probably know that I I love Disney a lot. Maybe obsessed. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a thing. And if you've listened to the podcast, you probably figured it out as well. So I know, though, that I'm actually supposed to talk about sports things in this corner. So I'm going gonna, gonna to make that happen, even though I'm thinking about Disney. So... Here we go. Let's start off with the number 67. Seems appropriate. Did you know in baseball, the number 67 has been worn by 124 players? That's a thing. I did not know that. And issue 124 of Walt Disney Comics is a Christmas edition with Donald Duck and Huey, Dewey, and Louie on the cover. Donald Duck is my favorite and Christmas is Michaela's favorite. So sports. There you go. There's some connection. So, okay. We'll take it. Okay. It's loose, but it works, right? So, so I like where you're going with this. Let's go. We started with baseball. We're going to, we're going to stick with it for a second here. So there are 162 games per team in major league baseball for a total of 2,430 regular season games. Mm -hmm. Now Disney Funko pop number 162 is Phineas, one of the hitchhiking ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. And so how does this relate to baseball? Well, probably because usually Mariners fans are as scared of those 162 games each season <laughs> as people are of ghosts. So that kind of works out. Maybe not right now this season with the way things are going. I don't know. People, let's be honest, though. People, people have feelings yeah. before this. Yeah, people. Incredible run. There's a lot of feelings a lot of the time. Yes. So with this incredible run, let's go over to number 14. So 
Um, aside from 14, making me think of my very favorite DK Metcalf. DK. Um, he's not my man, but you kind I of, do. Yeah, you have the I rights. I do. But no, I don't, don't tell, I, I don't know if he would agree with that, but I, <laughs> um, I think he's great in case none of you knew that. Kate but loves DK. Anyway, aside from 14 making me think of DK, it also makes me think of this amazing um, 14 straight wins right now by the Mariners. And I mean, unless you did not listen to the segment earlier or you've been living under a rock, you probably have also heard about that already. So, um, so here is the thing. 14. There are also 14 Disney princesses. Did you know that? I did not. If you were to have asked me yeah. just now, Michaela, yeah. how many Disney princesses are there? I'd probably be like, I don't know, like seven. Yeah. Well, or was there seven original Disney princesses and they've added? It's kind of like depending the on OGs. You, it's kind of like depending on how you count them or like count count which ones, you know, which ones you count sure. and which ones you don't. Some people say Merida doesn't count because she's Pixar and not technically Disney, but I mean she is still Disney umbrella and kind of princessy, so it kind of works, you know. So there's 14 of them. Let me just okay. go with 14. that. Let's I go. won't take the time to name them all out here. Maybe I'll tweet it later. Who knows? But there's actually a 15th one. And that's if you count Vanellope von Schweetz from Wreck It Ralph. Um and if you've seen Wreck It Ralph you may recall that Vanellope was a little bit different. A little different. She was a glitch, right? And honestly, that's the most baseball thing I can think of right now. Right? No <laughs> one thought that this Mariners team would ever have a run like this, the way the season was going and the way the season kind of started out. And now that's very true. Here they are on this amazing streak, the second longest in club history, because the first longest is 15, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And so I'm going to go big and hope that just like Vanellope, this team can prove themselves to the people out there that have doubted them that they can continue to do great things and maybe even win that race that will get them all the way to the playoffs in October. Because, I mean, I know it's a long way off, but, you know, baseball has a really long season, right? So I just, I think that baseball... Disney, it kind of goes together. I think it works. We'll have Kate do this with every sport <laughs> in Disney. I mean, for all of you, it could be a challenge, but I'm, I'm, up I'm for challenging it. you. Whew. Wonder right. what next week's Kate's corner is going to be. Oh, now there's pressure. Jeez. Anyway, Coming up next, I'm going to is... go, I'm going to go hide in my corner a little bit more. No, but... <laughs> nobody puts baby in the corner. Oh. Thanks. Except for that's where you live on this podcast. So. <laughs> Just in this part, yeah. I'll make sure I pick you up. <laughs> Thank you. Coming up next is the mailbag segment. You've got mail. Well, welcome to the mailbag segment where you out there in the world ask us questions that you want us to answer. So we're going to do that. So here, here we are answering here we, your questions. Here we go with starting with Mike McCarty. And Mike asks us, who is your Mariners MVP for the first half of the season? Michaela, I'm going to let you take it because I can see your face. I feel like I already know what you're going to say. I think anybody at this point watching this team mm -hmm. would say Julio, Julio Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. We are currently watching the home run derby 
Julio Rodriguez is going to the final round. Yeah. He has hit, he hit 32 in the first round, 31 in the second round. That adds up to 63. 63. Good math there. I do teach children. So Julio Rodriguez, he's the first player in MLB history with 15 plus home runs, 50 plus RBIs and 20 plus stolen bases through their first 90 career games. So hands down, easy. Yeah. You know, easy choice. Julio Rodriguez. All right. MVP first half of the season. Totally. And I will not disagree with you because though I am hashtag learning sports, I feel like that is also probably what I would say at this point. Yeah. Not with all the stats because I don't have that part yet, but just for the fun and the enjoyment. I mean, I could have responded with Jesse Winker's middle fingers. I mean, yeah, that's but pretty dope. I think Jesse Winker understands this one. Probably so. Yeah, I think. I think. Well, thanks, Mike, for asking. And um, thanks, Michaela, for those fun, fun stats there. So let's go over to Rick Judd, who says, uh, gives us a thinking question this time. And it says, pick three Mariners. What element on the periodic table fits them best? So mm-hmm. disclosure, we had to look up the periodic table to remember what all the elements were, because for me, High school was a long time ago. Not only that, but um, I remember in ninth grade, we had to take the wassail back when the state testing was it's, called the yeah, wassail. Which it's not anymore, it's, but it was. No, it's yeah. been like, who knows how many things since then. Yeah. But it was like a break during mm-hmm. testing. And I hadn't taken like the chemistry science class in ninth grade yet. And my friend was like, hey, Michaela, the last question in the science section has a periodic table. This is the answer she had taken. Oh my gosh. You have to like, now you have to say that you won't talk to anybody about it. Maybe back then. We weren't supposed to. Oh. No. And guess what? I passed the science section by one point. Oh my gosh. Those tests are hard though. I'm not going to call out who gave me that, nor do I hope that the state revokes my high school diploma or anything (laughs) that goes along with passing the 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 wassail in ninth grade. Revoke state testing, but... That's a whole different topic for a whole different time. So anyways, getting so on back Rick to Judd. Rick Judd's question. Yep. <laughs> so here's what I chose. The, the three elements, mm-hmm. gold, yes, oxygen, mm-hmm. lithium. True. Okay. Yeah. For gold, I picked Ty France. True. That was a hard one between Julio yeah. and Ty for me, yeah. but I did choose to select Julio Rodriguez for ox- oxygen mm-hmm. because he breathes life into this team. That's true. At 21 years old. He really has been. He really has been. It's made a huge difference. Yep. And then lithium, like a battery, right? Yep. Like the energ- energizer bunny. Just about. Yes. Eugenio Suarez. Yep. He's always has such good vibes, high energy, totally. really celebratory of his teammates when they do well. I just, I love totally. me some Eugenio. Yeah, absolutely. And um, full disclosure, this actually was a group project, even though Michaela kept saying I for it. So I helped with that part as she did with the selections. <laughs> she and helped a lot with, more on selecting which which elements, elements to choose from the periodic and, table. And maybe why you could use that element. And then she put the players with it i'm not trying to like you know put my name at the top of the group presentation or anything yeah i'm just saying i did attempt to help with them okay (laughs) 
Our next question. Thanks, Rick, by the way. Our next question comes from Rob Roland Dunn. And Rob asks, would you prefer for the Pac-10 to add more teams in 2024 or disband and go to other leagues? If adding from where? If not, which leagues do you want them to go to? I'm going to let Michaela answer this one because college sports, I know even less about. Yeah. I follow WSU in college sports. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard for me to follow all the college sports because there's a lot of of them. However, in regards to the Pac-10 slash Pac-12 is it was and, you know, two teams opted to leave. Yeah, California. Um, This is a this is a great question. And I have mixed feelings about it, partially because if the Pac-12 does disperse, what happens to my WSU Cougars? Yeah. So that leaves me having feelings about which yeah. conferences would these teams go to. However, mm-hmm. I do believe that it is time for them to disband. Okay. Um, it sounds like that might be the direction it's taking regardless. Okay. And it has been said that the Big 12 or the Big 10 have been in talks about potentially being the first conference that has 18 teams. That's a lot. It is a lot. So it kind of makes me, you know, number one, it might make it more competitive for yeah, players or maybe where players choose to go play. I'm not quite because sure. Wasn't that one of the reasons why the like you was it the USC or something like the two kit the two USC, teams from California that left yeah. was not part of their reasoning was that it wasn't as competitive, competitive for mm-hmm. them so they wanted to go to greener pastures perhaps yeah all right well we'll see what happens I guess yeah we'll see but I do think that it could be potentially that they disband and to be honest I'm not 100 percent sure which teams should go to which conference based off of their competitiveness and what they currently how they currently are yeah um things are constantly changing in terms of yeah head coaching and yeah. staff and how great teams are and ooh there's the whole Pac-12 networks and stuff too so so that's been part of the whole thing with that exactly it would be It'd be a this- big shakeup all around yeah interesting interesting all right well we will see what happens with that in the coming year or years um thank you for your question uh tim from Puyallup is back and tim, <laughs> tim says you suddenly get a text message. It's your local wizard. And she's in a mood. For the oh, next no. week, you must end every text message and every email with either the blowing a kiss emoji or a wink emoji. You are not allowed to explain why in your messages. So let me just start off by saying, Tim, thanks a lot for taking any loophole there that I might have used. Um, we, it didn't say that we couldn't explain to our listeners why you chose that. It said to no, the I mean, person you're sending well, your exactly. messages but to. But I can't just so. be like, I can't just be like, wing face. I have to send that because the wizard told me I had to. Like, I can't explain. Right. You know, so I have to like, I but have to make sure. at least we can tell our listeners why. I'm like, hey, if you end up getting texts or emails from me with like a wink at the end or a kissy face at the end and you're not my wife, like, here's why <laughs> that might be the case. Okay. Well, which one would you choose, Michaela? Well, now that you brought up the fact that, like, if I did a blowing kiss emoji, that it would be weird to send because it would be kind of like, like, hey, a little extra. Yeah. Um, probably just a wink. I'm a pretty good winker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you do, you do, you are able to close one eye at a time. So that's true. 
You can. Oh, she just did it right now. I did. Couldn't see it, but it I guess I would just give him a wink. Like, have a good day, wink. You know, it would just be like a week of. Is she being sarcastic or is she not being sarcastic? Does she really need me to complete this report? Like, hey, this needs to happen. That or, okay, so the wink was what I was going to go with because no matter who you're sending it to, no matter what the reason, um, it could be less creepy than the blowing a kiss emoji. Um, So I I was going to go with wink anyway. But after rereading this question, I also feel like maybe that week I would just make a lot more phone calls then sending written oh, things or maybe i would use like did find a loophole didn't didn't say anything about like twitter dms or like instagram dms it just said texts texts and emails it didn't say like all written correspondence which is helpful so well, i don't know messages dms in social media but account. it says text message you're not a when message you, is a message. No, no, but a text message is a specific thing that you text, like you're texting. In every email. Okay. 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 I will go with wink emoji, but I will also say I probably would make more phone calls that week. And that would kind of freak people out too, honestly, because who actually like calls anybody <laughs> anymore? That might be even creepier than sending a blowing a kiss emoji. This local wizard <laughs> needs to get out of her mood. Yeah, we should get her some sort of like... I don't know, something to just chill out. Maybe some CBD. Some CBD. Maybe just like, I don't know, a warm bath. I don't some know, wine. Like that. Maybe. Relax. Come on, wizard. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> Let me just send a smiley face. As long as it's not like Madame Mim or something like that, and then we're in big trouble. Sorry, Disney reference. Uh-huh. Anyway, thank you for uh, for visiting the mailbag with us, and we uh, we appreciate you uh, sending in those questions and and tuning into the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. Absolutely. So this kind of wraps up mm-hmm. episode 33. It's true. It has been fun. I have loved Kate's baseball to Disney connection she made I and mean, Kate's corner. And, you know, we look forward to, you know, con- again, providing more content for you all and yeah. all the other avenues that, you know, you can read, you can watch. It's true. You can message us also true connect with us wink emoji or not you know please leave the kissy face out of it it might feel a little creeped out it might be a little weird it might be like where i have to show kate and be like uh this person sent me a kissy face emoji and i feel a little uncomfortable which i really do sometimes there are some people that send things and i'm like do you know i'm married yeah do you know i'm married it's all over my how do you i mean we try to make it up maybe people don't care maybe that's that's probably maybe they're just bold who knows? Good for well, them, I guess. <laughs> Just know I feel awkward when you do it. Yes. And while you're uh, while you're doing all those things, be sure to check us out on all the social medias, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Panda Bee Showdown on all of those locations. And um, we're just, we're appreciating you tuning in. And thanks again to those of you that have left reviews of the podcast. It helps people get the word out and and see it and all that. And so thanks for sharing as well. We just, we really appreciate all of you. Thank you very much. And uh, as always, remember to take care of your heart and mind above all else. Until next time. Bye.
Hey, um, Michaela. Yeah. You know how you brought up dad jokes earlier? Yes. Um, I have I have a joke for you. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Why did the golfer bring two pairs of pants? Uh good question. Why? In case he got a hole in one. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good, right? Did you just applause yourself? Um, I did. I did. I did okay. applause myself. Well, it's so weird that you had one prepared for me because I have a dad joke for you. What? I love dad jokes. All right. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. How do you stop a bull from charging? Uh, like don't wear red or something. I don't know. Cancel its credit card. <laughs> Mine was funnier. I got laughs instead of an applause. <laughs> Uh, it's a good time. Thank you for staying and listening to our Marvel moment. Oh yeah, we forgot. Marvel moment. Marvel moment. Marvel moment. Marvel moment. Marvel moment. Marvel moment. <laughs>